something I've been asked to do, I've done voluntarily. I've invited the Justice Department to come into every aspect of any place that I had any control of. There, there were no need for search warrants, were no need. What do you need? Just come. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, wherever you want to go, you can go. That was totally different. But that, that one word you used, when you, when you hear about boxes in your garage or in your old office, you, you called the Trump discovery irresponsible. Is there something irresponsible here, though, too? You know, you're a good lawyer, but you're trying to make a, a comparison. What, there's degrees of irresponsibility that are, they can be significant degrees of responsibility. What, the way in which the boxes were packed up from my office, apparently not everything was gone through as meticulously as it should have. But there was no intention. I opened up my home, all my homes. My home was the home of the beach and the home that I, my permanent home. And they spent hours and hours going through everything, personal, everything I had. And that's a fundamentally different thing. There's nothing for me to hide. All right, welcome back. It is Monday, beginning of the week. At it once again. What you just heard there, the audio was from World Night, uh, World News Tonight with uh, what's that guy's name? I always, uh, I always forget this guy's name. Uh, David Muir talking with Sleepy Creepy uh, in regards to the whole document scandal that that he's uh, being investigated for. I mean, p- maybe being investigated for. Or just if it's good and it looks good on TV, you're claiming he's being investigated for, but they're not actually going to do anything about it. Uh, during the interview, Mira began by uh, quoting Biden's own words, commenting uh, on former Trump or former President Trump last year in Mar-a-Lago, and he said at the time Biden expressed concerns that the classified documents Trump held had, held may have been may have revealed, excuse me, sources and methods. And they asked him, can you assure the American people that none of the documents discovered in your garage or your old office compromise sources or methods for U.S. intelligence? Biden's answer says, I've been advised by the council. Let the Justice Department make that decision to try uh, and not to try to alter the case in any way. There have been very few documents that have been confiscated, found in my possession, me, uh, meaning in my home. All of the stuff that was moved out of the Senate office over the years, I am told that a couple of things that were from 1973 or 74 documents marked uh, or were marked classified. I don't know if anything, maybe, I don't know if anything that is marked like it was top secret, high classified, etc. But I am told not to comment on that because I don't even know what they have confiscated. And if you think that I actually was repeating myself there, like I messed up on the reading, I did not. That's exactly what he said. He was doubling up on some of the, the stuff he was saying there. And he's really given a pretty piss poor excuse for what he had said previously. And he's already trying to give himself a free pass. You heard in the audio there uh, by itself that now he's trying to claim that there are different levels of irresponsibility. And far as I know, when I'm growing up and what I've learned, if you're being irresponsible, you're being irresponsible one way or the other. There's probably different levels of stupidity. I mean, I could see that because some people are being irresponsible because they're stupid and others are being irresponsible just because they're being irresponsible. 
Joe Biden is a moron, although back in those days, at least he wasn't cognitively struggling like he is today. But the fact that you've had documents that you have not seen since the 70s, and we're talking 50 years later. So is that irresponsible just because you're stupid? Or is that, you know, intentional that you knew that they were there, you took them and you had every intention on taking them and you're just keeping them. I think President Trump actually had more of a right to keep his documents than Joe Biden did. Joe Biden shouldn't have any documents where President Trump, on the other hand, was keeping stuff for his, for his archives, for his library. I, I think he actually has a better leg to stand on than Joe Biden does. But I really what I love about the whole situation is just how low the Democrats will sink and, and how stupid they think everybody is. I think that's my favorite part of this, because they actually expect you, the American people, to believe that there are different levels of irresponsibility, that the crimes are, in fact, if it even is a crime, supposedly the same. But Biden's is different. It's special. Because, you know, since it's a different level of irresponsibility, he shouldn't be held accountable for it, whereas Trump... In his opinion, from his point of view, no, it should be hammer time on Trump because they hate him. Again, I just said I I think Trump had a better, better leg to stand on than he does. They really think that the American people are stupid and they're just going to buy into this and they're just going to accept what Joe Biden is telling them, that we're just going to accept the fact that, yes, you're right, Joe, you've had these documents for 50 years in unsecured locations, and that's actually a different level of irresponsibility than President Trump, who was working with the archives that had them in one particular location that did not have public access, that he was actually working with them enough to put locks on and change doors to make sure that these are as secure as they can be. Yours they're out there in different areas where anybody could get a hold of them. We don't know what's on them. He's claiming he doesn't know what's on them, which if you believe that, <laughs> please, yeah, they get, get with the program here. Okay? He knows exactly what they have, and they're going to try the best they can to bury this entire situation for him. But his were open access to anybody. He's got him hanging out in his garage by his Corvette. He's got him hanging out in offices. They're in completely unsecured locations, but... Yet, his situation is different. His is not, it's not necessary to go after him for it. The Justice Department, you could see he's very cocky. Yeah, they'll look into it because they're not going to do anything about it. Justice Department, I, where now we know, do we trust the Justice Department do you, at all? Do you trust the DOJ at all? Do you trust the FBI at all? Do you think they're going to do anything to Joe Biden about these documents? No, more than likely they're going to go after Trump. Why would they go after Trump? Because they don't want him to run again. And they don't want him to be president again. So certainly they're going to try to attack that man. But Joe Biden, no, they're going to let it ride. And Joe's going to do whatever Joe does. And they're going to act like there's a big investigation. And by the end, you know, they're going to say there was nothing to see here. Trump was, you know, you know the situation. You know how different it was. They found it in Trump's. They lay out a photo op spread on the floor with top secret right on top. Make it look as bad as possible. Oh, my God. But Joe Biden's, no pictures, no nothing. This is how differently they're being treated, but that's because the Democrats and the liberals and the globalists, they already have control of these departments, DOJ, FBI, so they're not going to do anything about it. Joe Biden's going to get a free pass on this one. 
And the only thing he's really going to have to worry about is how well he could sell this to the American people. Oh, we'll just, we'll just put it out there. News media will do their thing. We'll, you know, different levels of irresponsibility. Oh, poor Joe. It was just a, it was just a simple mistake. Yeah. Let the little old guy go. It's fine. And we just got to sell that to the American people. We got to make them believe it, sell it, make them believe it. That's what's important. It's all just so very dumb. Oh, and actually, you know what? One thing I did forget from that whole uh, stupid interview was him being asked if he's going to run again for president. And uh, this (laughs) this was the response that was given. Let me ask you the question everyone is asking. Are you running? Well, apparently someone interviewed my wife today, I heard. I heard that too, just before and, I came and in. I, I got a call and find out. No, all kidding aside. Uh, my intention is from, hasn't been, been from the beginning to run. But there's too many other things I have to finish in the near term before I start a campaign. <laughs> Let me ask you, do you think he was kidding there? <laughs> or do you think somebody is behind uh, the host waving their hands when he starts going off script? Like, no, man, no, don't do it. Shut up. And he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> because what a weird... What a weird, very awkward way to answer that question. Well, I heard my wife was being interviewed and, and the, uh, yeah, well, no, my intention has, was always, uh, to run. There's something so wrong with this guy. I mean, uh, beyond what we just talked about with him being a liar and trying to, you know, convince the American people that what he did was okay. And what Trump did, even though it was the same thing as bad. Um, just, it just, it blows my mind how much he's struggling. I mean, he can't keep a thought together, but yet we are seriously talking about him considering, seriously considering running for reelection. And I don't know if the democratic party truly believes that he can win or not. I mean, I assume when all the cards are stacked in your favor, it's pretty easy to win, but that's the only way I can assume that it doesn't matter who they run that you're going to be put in place as a leader. Yeah, I mean, they're going to they're going to make sure you win. That, that can be the only real reason they keep pushing this guy because this guy's got nothing. He doesn't have a mind. He has no charisma. He's he's not witty. He's not funny. He's not enjoyable to listen to. He's a mean person. People don't generally like him. He's been ineffective in Congress for 50 years. He's done a horrible job running this country you seriously considering running him again and he's he's your guy and you're confident that this guy is going to beat whoever the republican nominee ends up being i just i don't (laughs) we are living in strange times you know speaking of the republican nominee and i'm just going to say this and i'm going to leave it alone i don't think it's necessary that internally our candidates beat each other up. You can run to to win. You could be in it to win it. You could run a campaign and not cheap shot everybody else around you. Highlight your accomplishments, highlight what you what you will be doing, talk to the people, go out there, let them feel your personality, let them let them know you. Do all of that. Be supportive of each other, of each other. It should be a friendly competition and whoever wins in the end, the rest should should, should support that person, wow, I was having a hard time getting out, should support that person. I don't think we need to have all these little sly mar- remarks back and forth. Yeah, I think that uh, 
they just they just need to calm down. That's all I got to say. I, I don't I don't think that that is a winning strategy uh, on for any of the candidates. All right. Uh, let me ask you. You know, I'm I'm married. I'm married. It's a long time. Um, would you? I want you to think about this for a second, and whether it's your wife or your husband. If your wife or husband, if your spouse got checked into a hospital for depression, struggling, your spouse previously had surgery and really hasn't gotten over the surgery yet, ends up in there for depression, which is a a very common side effect, which I just recently found out when we did this story originally about Fetterman. Um, Would you be at their bedside? Would you be in the hospital with them and if you have older children, you say, I got to spend a lot of time with mom or dad over there. We got to, got to take care of them. Got to see what's going on. We got to figure out, get them back on track, figure out what's going on. Is it medication? Do we need it? You know, we need counseling. Uh, does he just need a lot of love and to overcome this? Does he need to get some stuff out of the basement and just, you know, let it all out and vent it all out? Where's it at? Is he just depressed because he's having some physical problems? Whatever it is, you're going to address the situation. I mean, my mom and dad got to take some time. Now, if you got little ones, Maybe they're spending a lot of time with grandma and grandpa while you're trying to take care of your spouse, the person that you said you will love for the rest of your life, that you will take care of for the rest of your life. Would you take your family, leave your spouse, leave your country, go to Canada to go zip lining because the kids are off school for a week and you want to take them to have some fun while your spouse is battling depression, checked into a hospital? Would you, would you do that? I, I mean, it just, I think it kind of just speaks to how close these people are. I think it says what kind of a person you are. If you do that, I know me, I would be sleeping in a chair, sitting up at my wife's bedside and be doing whatever is necessary, talking with the doctors, trying to figure this thing out. Like we got to get her better so I can bring her home, bring her home to the kids. That's what I would be doing. I certainly wouldn't be going to Canada for a week to go zip lining. But I guess if you're John Fetterman or if you're any Democrat, if you're Joe Biden or whatnot, I guess the women that you choose in your life, either you guys have really, really, uh, really poor choice in women or you guys pretty much married somebody that is like you because that's something you would probably go do. You'd go out drinking with the boys and stuff and she'd be all right. She's got plenty of people helping her out over there. She'll need me over there. She figured it out. What, I mean, what kind of people are you? What kind of people did you people marry? Well, Fetterman's wife decided that she was going to take the kids out and take them zip lining in Canada while her husband, you know, not too far out from a, uh, his, sur- his, his initial surgery, struggling as it is, ends up being checked in. The guy gets faint, gets faint, ends up in the hospital for a few days. After he's in the hospital for a few days, gets transferred over and uh, is checked in for depression. And he's been there and they said he's going to be there for at least a few weeks to try to work this thing out. Well, while hubby's in there really having a hard time with life, her great idea was I'm going to take my kids out of the country. You know, I'll call you when I call you, see you when I see you type deal. And we're going to go have some fun. And then she has the audacity to go on Twitter saying, I'm not really sure 
uh, how to navigate this journey, but I'm figuring it out slowly. One week ago today, the news dropped, the kids were off from school, and the media truck circled our home. I did the first thing I could think of, pack them up in the car and drive. We drove straight into Canada. She went on to urge people to always have your passports ready in case you have to run away. And then lastly went on to say, we talked about lots of hard things and how we will have to face hard things about the need to be gentle with all and our, with ourselves. And then she, <laughs> I guess, writing all this down while she's ziplining over the Niagara Falls. She says, we also talked about how uh, joy and fun can and must still exist even when someone we love is in pain. And tomorrow, who knows, we'll try it all over again. What? What a peach, man. I mean, I'm glad I didn't marry her. My God, I'm glad that you're having a good time and you're making excuses for yourself while you're not sitting next to your husband while the poor guy is obviously, I don't even know how bad he is. He's checked in the hospital. Depression, there are so many levels. You want to talk about levels of things? Levels of depression from mild to depression to people that literally think that their existence is a waste and that they just might as well take their own lives. I mean, worst case scenario. I mean, they're all levels of depression and people are all depressed for all a vary of different reasons and feelings. And sometimes it's truly a disorder and other times it's brought on because, you know, life can be very difficult and then maybe in a difficult situation arose and something that was very supportive to them or brought them joy is now taken away from them and they're depressed. I mean, there's it's but it's crazy that she's over here trying to justify her zip lining over the Niagara Falls with her kids while her husband's in whatever condition he's in. I don't know if he's suicidal. I don't know if it's just mild depression. I don't know what he's got going on, but obviously it's bad enough that they checked him into a hospital. So you tend, your mind tend to want, tends to want to wander to the darkest side of things thinking this guy's probably suicidal and about ready to take himself out. He must be massively depressed if they're literally checking you into a hospital. What a peach, huh? I, it just, just like Joe Biden. He's he couldn't even he couldn't even get a straight thought together. Wasn't campaigning, wasn't even showing his face for 2020. And they kept pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. Come out there and talk to Fleur de sure. I mean you're going, what? What what is he talking about? When he started the the statements that were being made by him, the confusion that was in his face, in his eyes was just unbelievable that his family would continue to push him to take one of the hardest, if not the hardest jobs in the entire world. They're going to keep pushing him to do it for whatever reason, whatever their reasons were. And I criticized her, his family then. You can go back in time, go back around that time for the 2020 election, and you'll see that I even criticized Jill Biden then, saying that she should be ashamed of herself, that she's doing that to her husband, that she's putting him out there like that instead of, bringing him home, letting him sit in his armchair, take care of him, find out what drugs work and slow down his condition and let him just take it nice and easy at his house. She would rather push him into this job just so that she could amass a certain amount of power for herself and her family. But I guess, you know, with, with saying all this, just thinking to myself here while I'm saying it, uh, I guess that uh, that's just you know, the that, that way these type of people are. Uh, you know, one thing about these ultra, ultra liberal leftists, you know, do they really have feelings. I mean, somebody like a Joe Biden, do you really have feelings for anybody? I would imagine your wife is the same way. Your wife probably married you because you're a name. 
uh, and you got money, whatever the situation may be, she's probably as nasty of a person as you are. So I wouldn't expect that. It's us down-to-earth people. It's us, the normal class people, that we find somebody that we love, that we share common interests with, that we would we would be willing to risk our lives for and to, and to give our lives for at any moment. We're the ones that would be doing that. We would not push our partner into that. We would be, no, no, you know, leave her alone, get the hell out of here. You know, or leave him alone, get the hell out of here. You guys, don't, we're, we ain't running for the president. Get out of my house. We're all done. Or, oh, no, we're not going zipline and we're going to sit right here until Johnny Boy gets better. That's how we are. The way they are, they all seem heartless and just, it just, it makes sense, I guess. All right, then uh, let's move on to Huckleby Sanders. I actually like that girl. Yeah, I did. I liked her as a press secretary, and I'm glad that she won uh, for governor of uh, Arkansas. She's uh, doing a good job. I mean, she's coming out, coming out uh, swinging. So she ended up signing um, a measure related to restrictions on adult-oriented oriented performances. The measure states that performances should not occur on public property, allow minors to attend, or be paid for using public funding. The measure stipulates that adult-oriented performances refer to a performance meant to appeal to the uh, prudent interest and in which includes excuse me, full or partial nakedness, a specific sexual activity, or the intentional exposure of a specific anatomical area or prosthetic genitalia or breasts. So thank you, Huckleby Sanders for stepping up to the plate here. So basically, this is a shot at drag shows. That is what this is at with all the prosthetics and all the nonsense and all of these disgusting grown men that are going out there and doing this in front of children. That you're going out. If you're an adult and you're over 18 and that's your little weird fetish in life, go do whatever it is you want to do with your life. If you like to go watch men dress up as women and uh, do all the disgusting things that they do there, have at it. That's your life. But anybody under the age of 18, which is what I love that's in this bill, and that you're not allowed to bring children to this, you can't do this in front of children, should not be there. Should not participate. I don't want to hear from these ultra lefties that it's good for them, that this is uh, you know, exposing them to this. It's a teaching moment, and, all, and it's an accepting moment. <clears throat> no. No, this is a pedophile moment, actually. That's what, that's what, it's not a teaching moment. It's teaching them that there are pedophiles out there. I mean, I could see that. If you're saying, hey, look, hon, those people right there are all pedophiles. Maybe that, and even then, it's probably inappropriate because you can just do that as easily as say, hey, if you ever run into somebody that's a drag queen, probably pretty good chance that they're a pedophile. I'm not saying all drag queens are, but you know what? Where there's smoke, there's fire, and it's just too many of them that have been picked up for it, and whether you're getting a bad rap or not, blame that on yourselves, because when you're inviting young children into shows like this, you get what you get, okay? If that's the way people view you, then that's the way that people view you. That's your problem at that moment. Maybe you should have thought about that and said, no, 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 18 and above, 21 and above, that's it. We're not doing this. No kids allowed here. We don't even want that image, because that's not what we're about. You know, there's a a group of people I follow on... uh, on Twitter, it's actually gays against groomers and their organization steadily works for that because they know that people are trying to associate pedophilia consistently with homosexuality. Is that part of homosexuality? Sure it is. But does that mean that every homosexual is a pedophile? No, they're not obviously. Okay. But there is a big association with that. And their problem is, is that the way the left is using that culture is bringing more and more negative 
attention to them. And these people that are not that way are sitting here going, we are working backwards in times the le- because of what the left is doing and how they're using our culture. They're making people hate us more and more. We're actually regressing. We're not progressing forward with acceptance and whatnot in society. They got a point. Because I got to tell you, most people right now, when you hear about these drag shows and you see the clips of what they're doing at these drag shows where they're having little one and two year olds putting money in a man who's scantily dressed like a woman's uh, G string, that's a problem. A big, big problem. As a matter of fact, I, I don't know how you could look somebody in the face and tell them that you're not a pedophile at that moment. It's not cute, it's not sweet. It's actually grotesque and disgusting that you're that you're even doing that with children around, that you're shaking your rear end in front of children. It's not. It's not a teaching moment. It's a pedophile moment. Like I said, we'll just go right back to it. It's a pedophile moment, and it needs to be addressed. And I'm glad that she has stood up this early in her governorship. I'm glad that she has stood up, and she's making some real changes in her state that are going to protect the children. Because, you know, if you're the governor of a state, you're responsible for all the people of that state. By eliminating that 0.01% of the population from being allowed to expose themselves to young children by eliminating that through legal means is beautiful. You're not going to get everybody's feathers all ruffled up. You're going to have that teeny tiny portion of people. You're going to have those 15 people out in front of the governor's mansion (laughs) with their little signs. Maybe they'll really get a good crowd out there and there'll be 30 or 40 people out of the entire state of millions of people because the other millions of people agree with you that children shouldn't be attending anything like that at all, whether it is men or women. Okay, this isn't a free pass for strippers to have a whole bunch of young kids there either, because that's equally as bad. What the hell are you doing there with all these young children? So this isn't just a shot simply at drag queens, although it is addressed. I know that this has come about because of all of what we've been seeing with these drag shows. So that's where why you are where you're at. But strippers ain't no better. Again, 18 or 21 and older. If you guys and girls want to go out and see that, you do your own little disgusting journey on your own. I don't go to places like that. To me, sorry, if this offends you, I'm better than that. Ultimately, what this is going to show you is the stronger the governor that you put in your state, the better your state is, the more protected your children are, the better things are going to run. And usually that is because you have elected a conservative, a Republican, somebody that is going to be responsible and actually cares to take care of the people in the state as opposed to Democratic states where they are allowing this and they're trying to make it legal to do it in those states. All right. That's it for me today. I hope you enjoyed what you're hearing. If you do, please write and review me. It's always good help. Uh, If you'd like to contact me, littlejocc.com, go to the contact section. Beyond that, have a beautiful Monday. We'll do it again tomorrow.